The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. Start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's the Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Friday morning to you, February 2nd, 7 a.m. Brenda and Pat with you on the Morning Blend. Eric, our producer, is driving this show today. Thank you so much for tuning in on this first Friday of February. Good morning, Pat. We have got a full full day of celebrations. It is a celebration. So we've got the presentation of our Lord, Candle Mass, the feast of St. Cornelius the Centurion, who is the first Gentile to ever be converted to Christianity. So, wow. yeah, that's a big celebration too. And it's First Friday. It is First Friday. And Ken Hellenius is here. I was going to oh. say, we're going to need some reinforcements <laughs> to get through everything. The purification of Mary, of oh, course, that, is that today too. as well. Good morning, Ken. But I, here's, we got to get to the biggest pressing news of the morning, oh. too. Ken, what's the weather like in South Bend these days? Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> it's actually relatively mild. It's it's nicer here in Portland, I will say that. Uh, but uh, we uh, were out of the heart of, of the... Uh, the core. The core. Okay. Yeah, we had 25 below with wind chill just two Ooh. weeks ago. Okay. So, so, and we experienced that cold snap also here yeah. in the uh, West Coast. We'll say also the reason why I'm asking that is because February 2nd, a big day. Now, all of them gather. Puxatani Phil decides to get up early and tell us whether or not he has seen his shadow. It is Groundhog's Day. The official news, in fact, Eric, you listened to the whole thing today. What did Puxatani decide this morning about whether or not winter is continuing or ending? Well, it looks like there was no shadow this morning, so we've got an early spring. Early spring. So Puxatani can live another day. Uh, I am not going to punch him in the nose. The last few years he has been predicting an extended winter. I think everybody would be in agreement after that terrible cold snap that yes, let's bring on spring. It was downright spring light. It was kind of hot here in the studio yesterday. That sun was shining. It was booming in here. It really felt very spring-like and got out and did a little walk yesterday. It felt great. Man, I tell you, my tan's already coming in really well. <laughs> You're just going to connect all those freckles. Eventually, you'll get there, Pat. One big freckle, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ken, it's wonderful to have you. You are live in studio this morning. You are here for um, kind of a family circumstance, yeah. and, and we pray for you and your family. But it allows us an opportunity to be together, so this is going to be a lot of fun. Now, you're going to be joining us for the full first segment uh you have your pick now as to what we're going to talk about presentation of the lord candlemas uh the getting down of all of your last christmas decorations <laughs> right. because if you are the extended version like pat is or yep. we still have our christmas tree up here in the station too i noticed this in is... the chapel there's still the nativity scene here so oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah so Good you're today. gonna yeah. <laughs> so you Good are today. are going to have your pick uh as to what we're going to talk about uh, in our first segment. Fantastic. Uh, but I, I actually want to come back because Pat mentioned the Feast of Cornelius, the uh, the uh, centurion. centurion. He's, of course, very famous because he's the guy to whom we can thank for the ability to eat bacon. 
And Peter being sent to visit Cornelius uh, and to preach the gospel to him. This is uh, Peter saying, you know, whoa, Lord, I don't eat unclean foods. What God has called clean, you are not to call unclean. So Cornelius is somebody that we celebrate greatly at my house. That is a big feast. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Get, literally, literally, yeah. Get the bacon. I just, that's fun because I just put a big pound of bacon in my refrigerator to start getting that. Re- that is a of all of the greatness that the Lord has bestowed upon us, this is a saint of great, great thanksgiving for all of us this morning. Well, you know, we've got such a great segment coming up, so we're going to just dive right into the show today, get things started. Pat, what do you got coming up? Well, some tragic news that we we found out about yesterday. Mary Jo Tully, the longtime chancellor here for the Archdiocese of Portland, passed away in Austin at the age of 86. Okay. She passed away on Saturday, but they announced it yesterday. So we'll be honoring her with a a tribute throughout the morning. What an amazing lady. All right. And speaking of bacon, it seemed like in Washington, D.C., many politicians gathered for the National Prayer Breakfast. I'll talk a little bit about that (laughs) also. I thought you were going to say pork. Uh, No. Well, (laughs) you know, there was a lot of that going on, I am sure, as well. So, oh, we're going to get things started. we got a great show ahead. This is Dante Schmidt's and victory. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Good morning.
was lost in utter darkness till you came and rescued me. I was bound by all my sin when your love came and set me free. Now my soul can sing a new song. Now my heart has found a home. Now your grace is always with me and I'll never be alone. Matra Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. That's Dante Smith's and victory. And when I think victory, I always think of Touchdown Jesus at Notre Dame. Our man from Notre Dame, Ken Hellenius, is actually here with us in the studio today. And we'll check in with Ken, talk about the presentation of our Lord and other big doings going on today when we check your weather forecast next at Matra Day Radio. Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Good morning. Please join me, Father Martin King, pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic School and parish in this morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, enlighten my mind with truth, inflame my heart with love, inspire my will with courage, enrich my life with service, pardon what I have been, sanctify what I am. Order what I shall be, and thine shall be the glory, and mine eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Catholic Charities of Oregon, answering Pope Francis' call to charity. Since 1933, Catholic Charities has been putting faith into action by serving the poorest and most vulnerable in our community. Services promote life and help families thrive. Catholic Charities program information at catholiccharitiesoregon.org. It may be hard to believe, but Ash Wednesday and the start of Lent are just a few days away. Get ready for this special season with help from Mater Day Radio. Unite with us in prayer during our three daily broadcasts of the Holy Mass, the Sacred Mysteries of the Holy Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and Catholic reflections that will enrich your life. Mater Day Radio is also eager to pray for your personal request through our prayer hotline. You can send an intention to our prayer team now by clicking the Pray button on the Hail Mary Media app and MatraDayRadio.com or make a call directly to the prayer hotline at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Lynn will be here before you know it. 
Make sure you're ready to pray with the Hail Mary Media app and Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 712 here at Mater Dei Radio, high of 56 and low of 37 a day with a 30% chance of isolated showers. The weather should dry out tonight and through the weekend with partially sunny skies. All this is a reprieve from what the National Weather Service called a, and I quote, very active January. Uh, Which uh, is an understatement. (laughs) (laughs) I was not very active through January. That's because the weather was. It kept me indoors much more often than I wanted to. But with the good news, that is an early spring. According to Puxatani Phil, I'll be definitely walking more over the next few months for sure. I'm going to hold you to that. Okay. Currently 45 degrees at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. And it's 43 at Central Catholic School here in Portland. Sometimes hilarious, always hilarious. It's Keeping Up with Ken Hellanius on Mater Day Radio. Wow, he's here. He is here live. It, uh, is it live or is it Memorex? Now, there was only people of a certain age that would know exactly what that means. He is not Memorex. He is live. He is Ken Hellanius. He is in studio this morning joining us for the open of the show. It's great to see you, my friend. It's a great joy to be here. I got to say, I rarely, I've never heard that little bumper uh in stereo before because it's always through the telephone sure and, um, so little Uh-oh. off-putting i love it it is a little off-putting in a good way though right in a good oh, yeah. way yeah it's joyful. joyful all right it is joyful and again we're going to start to some news you are always so joyful every week here at mater day radio you and uh deacon harrowbrook sivers for a, years and years now yeah. have had the show living stones but as the saying goes all good things must come to an end. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Living Stones started when Modern Day Radio switched over from KBVM to Modern Day Radio. Wow. We started that same month, May of 2015. Wow. And um, we uh, started recording this half-hour conversation each week about living a truly Catholic life. And uh, um, it's it was fantastic. We just recorded show 390. Wow. <laughs> so as I was doing the math, that's 100 and what is it, 145 hours uh, of uh, of what I like to say is quality Catholic content with my best friend, with Deacon Harold. And, you know, we, we've discussed all sorts of fantastic things over the years. We've read documents together. Uh-huh. We've had fantastic guests, uh, authors, and, and priests, and lay people, and musicians, and artists, and it's just been fantastic. But, uh, but as you said, you know, um, I've moved away. Our lives have gotten busier and... and um, and yeah, so a time has come uh, that uh, we recorded show number 390 was our last show and it will air this coming Monday night here on Modern Day Radio. And uh, so, but things, things change. Who knows what, what will be next? I know Deacon has new projects going on and I've, I've uh, pitched a couple ideas. So we'll see what happens. And uh, I want to say we're going to keep the show going even past this episode. Fantastic. So we'll probably keep the show going in, into the spring, maybe into early summer. So well, you're, you're, not, you're not really going away. <laughs> and, of course, on the Hail Mary Media app, we'll have that archive, which will live in infamy. <laughs> we have it all, and it is recorded for sure. Well, yeah. what a blessing Living Stones has been for Mater Day Radio uh-huh. here in the area that listen. I want to say... 
40 stations across the country, maybe more, pick up the syndication also? Yeah, it's. I think it's, it was up to 44 or 45. Yeah. yeah. I mean, literally coast to coast. So there were stations obviously here. The flagship, the anchor, our home, Modern Day Radio here on the West Coast. Uh, it was airing in the Philadelphia area, which touches the Atlantic Ocean. It was airing in Louisiana, all throughout the Midwest. It, may, it aired uh, even in South Bend, Indiana, where I live now at, uh, at the University of Notre Dame. So... Yeah, uh, just fantastic to be able to share the faith. And Deacon always said that as he travels around and does, you know, parish missions and things like that, people talk to him about hearing mm-hmm. living stones and, and they talk to him about the actual, the conversations and the guests we have. So the work that's done, you know, we say this every year, right, at, at Sherathon, the work that's done right here uh, in uh, on Canyon Court <laughs> literally has an effect around the world. People are hearing the gospel because of the work of Modern Day Radio, and I'm I'm honored, truly honored to be part of that mission. So. Oh, well, thank you so much for yeah. all of these great years. But of course, on the morning blend, we're going to continue. So, Ken, uh, you will continue your uh, uh, always... Better. Always hilarious. I would say always hilarious, though. I don't think there's ever been a time that you've talked with us that we did not have a good chuckle. You know, the thing about that, it really sets your expectations, right? Sometimes hilarious. You know, so that Sometimes. way you're like, well, maybe <laughs> okay, not this maybe, time. maybe not. Sometimes, but, uh, but truly always hilarious. Indeed. Sensible chuckle, yeah. <laughs> a sensible chuckle, that's exactly. right. Don't get too excited. Yes, that's yeah, right. That well, fun. Ken, it's wonderful to have you in studio. And again, it's good to have reinforcements on a jam-packed day of celebrations. Right. The presentation of the Lord, the purification of Mary, which is also called Candlemas. Mm-hmm. They are blessing candles. Some of those blessed candles might even be used tomorrow, which is the feast of of uh, our family patron, Blaze, Brenda Blaze. That was me for, uh, well, a certain number of years before I took on Aiken. But uh, so, so many wonderful. So, yeah, I'll go uh, Gentleman's Choice, Ken. Well, so all of this, the yeah, the, the day today uh, is 40 days after Christmas. So we are now at uh, the point which when we read in the Gospel of Luke chapter 2, we read that when the days of her purification were completed. Mm -hmm. So this is a reference to the Mosaic Law. Women who gave birth uh, had a seven-day period of purification, and then they would would, uh, name the child on the eighth day, and then 33 more days of purification. And so on this day, then Mary... Although Mary was, of course, as we know, sinless from from her conception, but the ritual purification Mm -hmm. of Mary is completed today. And the presentation in the temple is also the Mosaic Law. On the 40th day after birth, the firstborn male child was presented to the Lord. This is a reference to the fact that uh, at the um, Exodus, the um, firstborn male child of everyone in Egypt was slaughtered. Uh, oh. In order to in order to basically get uh, the Egyptian pharaoh right. to, to finally agree to release the Israelites, so the firstborn male child of every Israelite family then is redeemed uh, by a presentation to the Lord. So that's why this day, uh, Jesus, being the firstborn child of Mary, and, and as we know, the only born child of Mary, is presented in the temple, and there's an offering that's made. Rich families or families of means would offer a lamb uh, or a goat, but poor families would offer two turtle doves. Mm -hmm. And we read in the Gospel of Luke that it was two turtle doves that Mary and Joseph presented to redeem the uh, baby Jesus uh, in the temple. So that's why we call it the presentation of the Lord and the purification of Mary, both. 
Now, Candlemas. Yes. The meaning of the candles comes from the fact that Simeon the prophet. So Simeon uh, had been promised by the Holy Spirit that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's redeemed. He had seen the redeemer of the Lord. And when Mary and Joseph brought the baby Jesus in, Simeon knew immediately, there he is. This is the redeemer. This is the one to whom I have, for whom I and the entire nation of Israel have been waiting. And so he, of course, then recites what we know as and what if you pray Compline, you, you recite the canticle of Simeon mm-hmm. that says that Jesus will be a light for revelation to the Gentiles. So Jesus being the light of revelation is the source of Candlemas. We pack our churches with candles because they represent the light of Christ to the Gentiles. Who are the Gentiles? All of us, mm-hmm. all of the nations. So there's all three meanings all wrapped up in one. Now, is this where we get the Feast of St. Cornelius today? Then? So Cornelius, ah. you know, that's a fantastic connection. I not thought about that. Of course, Cornelius, as you said in the opener, Cornelius the uh, uh, is the first Gentile yeah. convert that we read about in the Acts of the Apostles. Uh, and again, he was a centurion. Uh, he sent for Peter and uh, and uh, said, you know, come and, and preach preach because I want to know Jesus. And so he, he and his entire household are baptized. So indeed, I had not made that connection. But yes, the, uh, the light of revelation to the Gentiles is now complete. Holy Spirit. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> All the way around. So. Oh, wow. And we get to eat bacon. Yes. So. yes. I love it. Absolutely. <laughs> if you're just tuning in, Ken Hellenius joining us this morning. He is live in studio celebrating a, a trifecta of uh, celebrations <laughs> within our church today. Ken, something while you were just talking there, uh, so 40 days. Mm -hmm. Uh, since the birth of Christ, they were there for the presentation. Then at what point after this did Joseph receive the message to take the Holy Family to Egypt? Because I don't know why in my, maybe perhaps my childhood mind, it seemed like they just scooped up this brand new baby and off they went. But obviously it was at least 40 days. Yeah, uh, that's an excellent question, right? Because of course, Jerusalem is, is also not, Bethlehem is about eight miles from Jerusalem. So, uh, so he's already, they've already come from Bethlehem to present in the temple. So, um, here's where we have a little bit of a discrepancy and we, we can't make the timing line up. We don't know how, okay. because we read about the flight into Egypt in the gospel of Matthew, the presentation in the temple we read about in the gospel of Luke. So ah. there are two different gospel traditions going okay. uh, on here. And so making those harmonize is hard really to clarify in our own brains. We know that because of the 40 days, we know that they had to be at the temple 40 days later. Okay. So the flight into Egypt would probably be inserted after that. All we get in Luke after the presentation is that when they had fulfilled all the prescriptions of the law, they returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. Okay. Well, thank you so very much. See, every day you should try to learn something new, right? Incredible. Yeah. Well, Ken, it is always such a joy to have you on the show. Even more fun when we get to look at your bright, joyful face right here live in studio. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Keep up the good work. Support for Matre Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722.
That's 503-252-1722. Hi, my name is Will Detheridge. I grew up going to St. Juan Diego and Holy Trinity in Portland, and I'm a young entrepreneur. My company, Catholics for Hire, helps bring the church into the digital world. Inspired by Blessed Carlo Acutis, Catholics for Hire creates websites, videos, podcasts, and other digital resources to help you evangelize. We also produce print media, such as bulletins, manage social media, and assist with online advertising. Our mission is to get parishes, nonprofits, and even businesses connected to talented young Catholic professionals across the country. If you're looking for a new website, a podcast producer, a newsletter redesign, or more, check out our website at catholicsforhire.com. We ask you to join us in asking our patron to pray for the new evangelization across digital media. Blessed Carlo Acutis, pray for us. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the Church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. What do the famous Batmobile, Love Bug, and Mystery Machine have in common? They were all given to Mater Dei Radio's vehicle donation program. Well, not really, but they could have been, and you could do the same. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you no longer need, consider donating it to Mater Dei Radio. It's quick and easy, and a likely tax deduction for you. And you'll be supporting uplifting Catholic radio programs. Information on our website at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, Western Oregon and Southwest Washington's number one Catholic morning show. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio. 725 at Mater Day Radio, The Morning Blend with Brenda Pat and producer Eric. And it's always fun when we have company. I that think that is a great morning. Oh, love it. Love it. And he's going to come back at the end of the month. Yeah, so, so we'll be bonus. ready for that one, too. Yeah, that's right. Bonus. Bonus Ken. <laughs> but it's always a great day. Well, we have some sad news, though, to, to share with Mary Jo Tully, a longtime fixture here in the Archdiocese of Portland, has passed away. Details on her and the legacy she left coming up in news. All right. Get that coming up in just three minutes. Here is Teresa Peterson. He makes all things new. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
Teresa Peterson, he makes all things new. It is 7.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. Mary Jo Tolley, longtime chancellor for the Archdiocese of Portland, passed away Saturday in Austin, Texas at the age of 86. In 1989, then-Archbishop William Levada named Tully as the first laywoman chancellor of a United States diocese. Before retiring in 2016, she served as chancellor under Portland Archbishops Levada, Francis George, John Blasney, and Alexander Sample. Tully also wrote columns on the scripture for the Catholic Sentinel and deepened Catholic-Jewish relationships across Western Oregon. In 2008, Pope Benedict XVI awarded her a Plo Ecclesia et Pontifus Medal, one of the highest honors a Pope can bestow upon members of the laity. And the University of Portland awarded Tully an honorary doctorate in 2000. She's also credited with making a meaningful contribution to the creation of the official Catechism of the Catholic Church. Mary Jo Tully, who spent her retirement with family in Austin, will be interred in Chicago next to her mother. At the 2024 National Prayer Breakfast, the nation's top political leaders prayed for guidance, safety, reconciliation, and unity. The annual event organized by the National Prayer Breakfast Foundation is held to bring American political leadership together to pray for the nation, the president, and the world. The convocation, now in its 72nd year, was attended by President Joe Biden and high-ranking members of both major parties. Singing three songs, Italian tenor Andrea Bocelli was the event's featured singer and offered comments to the attendees at the event being held for the first time in the U.S. Capitol Building's Sanctuary Hall. The event was marked by several sets of prayer and scripture readings by the bipartisan assembly of elected officials and chaplains. Wow, Andre Bocelli singing at breakfast. Singing at breakfast. (laughs) That'll make that bacon taste good. No doubt. A newly released report commissioned by Governor Tina Kotek suggests Oregon needs 3,000 new adult residential mental health beds and an estimated construction cost of at least $500 million to fill the chasm between its available supply and surging demand. Those needs are above and beyond the expansion of beds that the state has funded since 2021. The numbers don't include staffing and operational costs for the facilities, nor does the report quantify the funding needed to develop the workforce to staff them. The analysis is the most comprehensive report in decades and come as the state confronts a mental health crisis fueled by rising housing costs, homelessness, the pandemic, and more potent drugs on the street, including fentanyl. It was completed as part of Oregon's $300,000 contract with the Boston-based Public Consulting Group. 
The Oregon Supreme Court has ruled against a group of Republican state senators who challenged Measure 113 in court after Secretary of State LaVon Griffin-Valdi invoked the law to bar them from running for re-election this year. Measure 113 disqualifies state senators and representatives from holding office in the next term if they rack up more than 10 unexcused absences in a single legislative session. The constitutional amendment was intended to curb the problem of legislative walkouts in Salem. Oregon voters overwhelmingly approved it in 2022. In a media release Thursday morning, the court announced that it had unanimously upheld Griffin Baldi's decision. The court concluded that the exact wording of the measure was ambiguous enough to support both sides' interpretations of the meaning, but Griffin Baldi's judgment won out because of the intent of the voters. The ruling has no immediate impact in terms of the lawmakers seated for the upcoming 2024 legislative session because all 10 of the senators who walked out for at least 10 days last year are serving terms that run through either the end of 2024 or 2026. In sports, Jackson Shellstad led the Oregon Ducks to a 78-69 win over USC last night in Los Angeles. Shellstad had 15 of his 20 points in the first half, making his first six attempts in a row from the field. He led all five scorers who scored in double figures for the Ducks last night. Across town, Oregon State's comeback fell short as the Beavers dropped a 71-63 decision to UCLA. Tomorrow afternoon, the teams will switch. Oregon State will take on USC, while Oregon battles UCLA tomorrow night at Poly Pavilion. This year, every Monday during Lent, the Dicastery for Promoting Integral Human Development will publish a vignette drawn by Marpol, also known as Mauro Pelota, illustrating a passage from the Pope's Lenten message. The artist is known to Romans and the world for his street portraits of Pope Francis painted on the streets of the Eternal City. By commissioning the artist to contribute, the aim was to break away from a classical presentation and invite Christians to broaden their horizons, explained Mario Fleury, head of communications for the Dicastery. Now, the first poster coming out shows Pope Francis pushing a card along with the bag labeled Faith in it. And that creates a path through a field of nails. These nails, Ma Paul explains at the press conference, represents our old and new idols, all our prisons. And when we follow Pope Francis, he said, who opens the way with strength of faith, they all disappear and the road becomes passable for all, he added. The street artist began depicting Francis in the streets and on walls, highlighting things he said or sought to promote. Now, Alatea posted a couple of his street pieces. One shows Pope Francis playing a game of tic-tac-toe with one of the Swiss guard. And it's all like a cartoonish type figure. Pope Francis uh, up on a step stool and it's above like an outdoor, like a, um, uh, like a street window. And there's Pope Francis just up there playing tic-tac-toe and the Swiss guard looking around the corner for anybody who might disrupt them. (laughs) Okay. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. 
Tomorrow, Saturday, February 3rd, St. Joseph Parish in Vancouver is hosting the Southwest Washington Sarah Club Vocations Dinner. The keynote speaker is Bishop Frank Schuster, and all are invited to celebrate vocations and to think about an upcoming vocation. And in fact, at 8.40 on the show this morning, Father Nathan is going to join us and talk about this wonderful event. It's a who's who of Catholics up there in Vancouver, so please listen in. It sounds like an exciting time. It should be a lot of fun. Speaking of fun, there is a great group at St. Michael's Catholic yes. Church here in Portland called ARC, and we're going to hear all about it with Kristen Bodemarkle. She'll be joined by Sarah Kinsey next after we check that wonderful weekend weather at Day Radio. Support from Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Blessings from Heaven, the peaceful place to shop for all things Catholic. Blessings from Heaven has a variety of gifts for all occasions and many other Catholic items to choose from. Located on the corner of 3rd and Southwest Tucker Avenue in Beaverton, Blessings from Heaven is open Tuesday through Saturday. For more information, call 503-644-1814. Please join me, Deacon Scott Aiken, as we pray for the holy souls in purgatory. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord Jesus Christ, King of glory, deliver the souls of all the faithful departed from the pains of hell and from the bottomless pit. Deliver them from the lion's mouth, that hell not swallow them up, that they fall not into the outer darkness. But let the holy standard bearer, Michael the Archangel, Bring them into that holy light which you promised unto Abraham and his seed. Amen. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord, and may perpetual light shine upon them. May the souls of all the faithful departed, through the mercy of God, rest in peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdayradio.com. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Modern Day Radio in our resolution to read the entire Bible this year. Bible in a Year with me, Father Mike Schmitz, is now available right here on Catholic Radio. Encounter God's voice and learn how to live life through the lens of Scripture with a new episode every day. I hope you'll join me as we discover how the story of salvation unfolds and how we fit into that story today. Bible in a Year, mornings Monday through Saturday at 6.30 and Sundays at 7, right here on Modern Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 740 here at Mater Day Radio, high of 56 and low of 37 today with a 30% chance of isolated showers. We are drying out tonight and through the weekend with partially sunny skies coming in after foggy mornings. The chance of rain returns with the beginning of the work week next Monday. Currently, it is 43 degrees at the Madeline Catholic School here in Portland. I'll worry about rain Monday. Okay. I'm going to enjoy the sunshine today, and it's starting to break through in Milwaukee. It's 44 at LaSalle Catholic College Prep School.
Each first Friday of the month, St. Michael's Catholic Church in downtown Portland holds a special event. I'm Sarah Kinsey with Matre Radio, and joining me this morning is Kristen Broatmarkle. She is the Young Adult Coordinator for St. Michael's, and she is joining me this morning to talk about the event as well as Eucharistic adoration and what the first Friday devotion is. Kristen, thank you so much for joining us, and can you tell us a little bit about your role and the Young Adult Ministry at St. Michael's? Yes, of course. Thank you, Sarah. I'm so grateful to be here. And my role specifically, I'm working both with young adults through our ARC program and ministry, as well as helping coordinate and lead the Alpha program. Our young adult program, the ARC community, is a community of young adults in their 20s and 30s who are seeking to grow in fellowship and faith. We provide events and service opportunities such as Works of Mercy and other outside events outside the parish. We do hikes and ski trips, and we've done a lot of fun retreats as well. Our Camp Verso Alto is a yearly retreat that we go and hike and river raft. So we have a plethora of opportunities for young adults to meet friends in the faith and to also grow in holiness, hopefully, no matter where they are starting on the journey. I'm very pleased that we have people who come in who are are new to the faith and we get to share a little bit more. And then we have those who come in who are strong in their faith and excited to serve. So my role, I get to help coordinate those events and lead an amazing team of volunteers that helps make those events happen. Well, it's an incredible community. I'm blessed that I've gotten to participate in some of the things that you do. And I really want to ask you about this holy hour and social hour. So can you tell us about this great event? This is probably the event we're most well-known for. It's every month on the first Friday. It starts at 7 p.m. in our church at St. Michael's. And we start with the rosary prayer. And then after the rosary, we have a holy hour followed by a social hour. So what that holy hour consists of is an hour of prayer in the church in front of the Blessed Sacrament. So that's Jesus Christ in the Eucharist, in the host that's displayed in front of us. And the prayer is guided often. So our priest, usually Father Ignacio, will lead us in that adoration hour. But what I love about it is there are ample moments of silence as well. Mm -hmm. So he'll guide everyone, especially because people are often new to holy hours, so that we get to pray and petition, pray and devotion, pray and surrender, and, and worship Jesus Christ, who as Catholics we truly believe is present in the Eucharist in front of us. We also have live music. So between the prayer and the and the song, we get to have silence as well as some guided moments. And that Eucharistic adoration is a really important part of our faith. So this whole social event really does revolve around starting with this holy hour mm-hmm. because many Catholics, as we know, don't even believe or know that Jesus truly is present in the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. So this year is the year of the Eucharistic revival. So we are grateful to use our holy hours as a way to help young adults encounter the Eucharist, encounter Jesus there. And it's really a beautiful opportunity to have a Friday night with Jesus. Weeks can be long. Mm -hmm. And I know from my own experience, Fridays roll around and I just want to go to bed or read a book. (laughs) I'm the same way. (laughs) So I want to encourage young adults who are listening that that first part of our event, the Holy Hour, is really a time to sit in front of Jesus and release your burdens and release whatever you're carrying and worship him and be be in rest. 
So that's the first half of the event. And then we follow the holy hour with a social hour. So we go downstairs into our parish hall and we have food, we have fellowship, we have a different theme every month. So early Mm -hmm. January, for example, we had a Christmas party since as Catholics, we were still celebrating the Christmas season. Right. We'll usually have about 60 young adults, sometimes 70 at this event. The great turnout. Yeah. So it's especially after everyone's been in prayer and everyone is in a place of either joy or peace or excitement, it's usually a beautiful opportunity for people to meet new friends and also see old friends. And from my own personal experience, it is a wonderful event, like you said. I am speaking this morning with Kristen Broatmarkle. She is the Young Adult Coordinator at St. Michael's Catholic Church in downtown Portland. Kristen, as we've been talking about this First Friday event, can you explain to us what is the significance of holding this event always on the First Friday? Mm -hmm. Great question, Sarah. So First Friday is a special day every month in devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. In the 17th century, Jesus appeared to St. Margaret Mary Alacoque and invited her to share the First Friday devotion to his Sacred Heart. And through that, there are special graces. And in fact, he shared 12 promises with her. There are a few uh, requirements for this. Each person for nine consecutive months must receive communion, and it's suggested to go to confession often within eight days. So Mm -hmm. for anyone who's interested in learning more, I do encourage you to speak to a priest or we'll, we'll post a link with more information. What's really beautiful and unique about the Holy Hour at St. Michael's is at the end of the Holy Hour, we have a communion service. Okay. Those who are in a state of grace are able to come up and receive communion on that first Friday. And the St. John Society, who are the priests at St. Michael's, they created this event for college students as well as young adults who often aren't going to Mass at Mm -hmm. 6 a.m. or at noon, but they can come to a holy hour at 7 p.m. So it's really a beautiful way to allow young adults to give reverence and worship to the sacred heart of Jesus Mm -hmm. and even reach those nine first Fridays. And ultimately, we ask anyone who comes and is looking to do that, that you're doing it with a devotion to the sacred heart of Jesus. As Catholics, we're not superstitious. We don't believe that just by checking a box, you're going to receive a grace. But if you go with a contrite heart and a sincere devotion to the sacred heart, there are 12 promises, and I will not read all of them, (laughs) but I love the sixth promise. Sinners shall find in my heart the source in the infinite ocean of mercy. Hmm. So Jesus has given 12 promises to those who fulfill the nine consecutive First Fridays. And that's why we love to share this specific event on Fridays. As I shared with you, I didn't realize that that was the reason for this event being held on the first Friday. I love the intentionality behind this. Kristen, what would some encouragement be to someone that's thinking about attending this event? If someone has a Friday night free in the area, and especially if you're a young adult, I would invite you to come and see This is a very welcoming, warm, and low-pressure way to worship our Lord Jesus and make new friends. Mm -hmm. Personally, um, I wasn't here in Portland, but several years ago when I was coming into the Catholic Church, I remember the day and the moment that I went to my first young adult event. And I didn't meet a lot of friends that night, but I remember the awe and the gratitude of realizing there are other young adults seeking holiness, 
who seemed somewhat normal, <laughs> whatever the word means. I mean, we all have our eccentricities, but people who I could be friends with. And I mm. knew that day that my life changed forever. So mm. that's why I am really passionate about young adult ministry and offering this event, because if someone feels alone in their faith walk, and maybe you even live an hour away, mm. I invite you to join us. You will hopefully meet some friends, but you'll also spend time with Jesus. And that holy hour is very special. It's a very simple and sincere way to spend time with Jesus and come as you are as Catholics and those striving for holiness and growing in the faith. We can often think of how much we need to do. Mm-hmm. And adoration really is about receiving God's love. Yeah. There are certainly things we can do for God and we can praise him. But I know from experience that Friday nights, I'm not looking to do a lot. And there have been people who come who are Christians and not yet Catholics. And just being able to go to a church and gaze upon Jesus, we believe that's God in front of us. I've I've cried. I've seen many people just be able to rest and release and rejuvenate. So whether you're looking for friends or you're looking for some silent time with Jesus, this event provides both. And Kristen, if someone is looking for more information, how can they find out more? If someone wants to see what upcoming events we have, one of the best places is our website, stmichaelportland.org. Then you can do slash ARC or go to the ARC program. You can reach out to me at ARC at stmichaelportland.org. We are on Instagram, St. Michael underscore Arc. We are on Facebook. We also have a WhatsApp group. Oh, great. That's linked in our Instagram and on our website. And that has over 50 people who not only are learning about the events we hold, but we have a meetup group where young adults share things that they're doing around Portland as well. Awesome. Well, we'll be praying for the success of this ministry and that more young adults uh, will come and join you. Kristen, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Sarah. I'm hoping that someone listening today is inspired to come, whether this first Friday or a future one. We do this the whole year round, September through June. We just take July and August off. So we hope to see you. 751 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Yeah, I'd like to get on the ark. That sounds like a great way to spend First Friday. Mm-hmm. And we've got so many celebrations going on. The presentation, candle mass, the uh, feast day for the uh, centurion, the very first mm-hmm. Gentile Christian. I mean, it's a big day today. And now you can go to ark. Yeah, you could go to ark to celebrate. I'm I think that's a what. wonderful idea. We're also going to be celebrating on Tuesday because that is the day our letter for the spring share goes out. I think it's an inspiring message. We were certainly inspired by the recent events with the weather that influenced this letter a lot and developed the theme that we have that is renew your hope. Mm -hmm. We just love that. And I think it kind of fits in with the message that St. Pope Francis is trying to get through for Lent. So keep an eye out. That letter is going to be going out on Tuesday, hopefully coming to a mailbox near you. And we want you to be a part of that Spring Sherathon. Mark your calendar April 8th through the 12th. It'll be coming up, and we'll tell you how you can be a part of all the fun and renew your hope here at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice. For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, 
Hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak with deepadventure.com with this week's Deep Virtue number 85. Today I want to talk to you about in Waikiki Beach, we have this phenomenon about seven days after the full moon. There's a big t- there's a tide that brings in box jellyfish for two or three days. And it's very painful if you get stung by a jellyfish. It's the only place in the world where we know of that this happens and we really don't have any idea why. But there's kind of an invasion along the shores of Waikiki of box jellyfish. And during that time, we warn people it's not a good thing to go out because you go out there, you're probably going to get stung. It's kind of like in the Catholic Church, we teach not to go where there's the near occasion of sin. Don't go places where you think you might become vulnerable or might be tempted, whether that's places on a website or certain friends' homes or bars or places, people that you're hanging out with that you know just aren't uh, good to be with. You know that if you go out there, you might just get stung. There's a type of tide called a red tide. And at night, that red tide, uh, when the waves break, it's luminescent. It actually sparkles. It's, it's fluorescent colored. The waves break and it just shimmers. And when you dive through that water and you stand up, you're just shimmering with, uh, with light. But you know what happens when you're attracted to that light and you dive in? You're going to be covered with, um, a small diatomaceous animal that's excreting a kind of a red, uh, it's called a red tide for a reason because there's no oxygen in the, in the ocean and that, 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 um, the little, the little, uh, Diatomaceous animals will get stuck in your eyes and your hair, and it's just it's just really an uncomfortable feeling. Um, you can't your eyes will turn all red. So it all seems all so nice and bright and something you really would like to have. And that's what the Lord, that's what the enemy does. He uses the bling bling of the world to try to attract you. And when you dive in, you find out there's no oxygen, that there's no life in it. So let's stay close to the real light. Let's stay close to uh, the Son of God, uh, Jesus Christ. This is Bear Wozniak from DeepAdventure.com with this week's Deep Virtue number eighty-five. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at deepadventure.com. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503 252 1722. That's 503-252-1722. This is Dina Marie, host of The Voice of the Shepherd, inviting you to join me on my weekly podcast, Faith Moments with Dina Marie, where I proclaim and ponder the Sunday Mass readings, a perfect way to enhance your study of sacred scripture. My Faith Moments podcast is found on your favorite podcast platform or on the Hail Mary Media app. It's easy to download and absolutely free. Check it out today. The Faith Moments with Dina Marie podcast made available thanks to Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Grab some coffee and take the morning blend with you anywhere you go. Listen to the podcast at materdayradio.com. 757 at Mater Dei Radio, the morning blend with Brenda Pat and producer Eric. And just ahead in news, Pope Francis has released his Lenten message for 2024. It's inspiring. We'll hear more about that next. And officials at PDX are reminding travelers, stop looking down. It's time to look up. 
And I'll tell you what they mean coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. There's a scene in the movie Father Stu where seminarians Stu and Jacob conduct a prison ministry visit. Jacob attempts to begin the lesson when he's interrupted by an inmate ridiculing the young seminarian. Then Stu makes a comeback, having lived the rougher life that the inmate quickly relates to and is able to break through to the heart of the inmate and leaves the room silent. No squawks, no mocks, only a common ground of understanding and relatability. Today's saint wasn't an inmate, but she did live in total poverty throughout her life. So much so that she wasn't able to follow her call to a religious vocation until much later in her life. Unbeknownst to her, this would be exactly where God needed her to be so that she could better serve once she joined her order. Maria was born in 1820 to an impoverished family in Germany. Where her family lacked in finances and material possessions, they made up for in total love for God. Maria especially loved to read. She constantly was found reading her Bible and copy of Imitation of Christ by Thomas Kempis. Not a bad reading list in the slightest. Her health constantly kept her at home from school, so she filled her time with reading and learning how to spin and weave. She even helped with extra money for her family by breaking up stones used to construct local roads. With the passing of her father in 1841 and older brother shortly after, Maria knew that she would have to wait to pursue the call to religious life just a little while longer. Her family needed her at this time, and she was at peace with this for the time being. As a temporary solution, she found joy in leading other children in her village on many pilgrimages to local Marian shrines. She found joy in bringing others closer to Christ through his mother, who just like them had found themselves without nothing at a crucial moment in their lives. Following the death of her mother, Maria was finally able to answer her call to religious life. With the permission of her bishop, she and a group of other women who had the same calling in their hearts were able to form a community. In 1851, they were officially established as the poor handmaids of Jesus Christ. They went all in on serving the poor in their community. Because of her background, she was quickly accepted and loved as someone who deeply cared about those she served and was able to share Christ with everyone she encountered. The order is still active today throughout Germany, the Netherlands, US, Mexico, and throughout India. It's one thing to sympathize with someone and to try and understand their background, but it's a totally different level when you can empathize with those you're serving or ministering to. Walking with someone who is experiencing something we've been through can be a total act of love and healing, not just for them, but also for ourselves. Let us find those who are carrying the same cross as us and not hide from each other, but rather walk the journey together toward Christ and His unending joy. Where we lack, may we allow Christ to fill our hearts with grace and blessings. St. Maria Katerina Casper, pray for us. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. And that is Awaken the Saint. Now you can find more information about the lives of the saints or get ready to access our great Lenten resources from Mater Dei Radio. Download today our free Hail Mary media app. Of course, you can find all the details at materdayradio.com. It's eight o'clock. Pope Francis released his Lenten message for 2024 yesterday with a focus on the book of Exodus, choosing through the desert, God leads us to freedom as his main theme to encourage the faithful that the season is a journey from bondage to spiritual renewal and freedom. Cardinal Michael Cherney elaborates on why the Holy Father chose this theme. The point is that these are words which, with which we can connect, we can discover 
how they play their role in our lives. And if we face our uh, enslavements, uh, we uh, can hope to hope again, just to say we can hope to rise again with Christ at the end of, of Lent. The Pope chose the Lenten message and highlighted the communal aspect of the season, noting the contemplative dimension of life that Lent helps us to rediscover will release new energies. In the wake of a magnitude 7.6 earthquake that left 238 people dead on a peninsula in remote northern Japan, the local churches scrambling to provide relief, above all for the three Catholic parishes and two kindergartens in the disaster zone. According to the Japanese bishop in charge of Catholic charities in the country, one cornerstone of the relief effort is that it must be developed and implemented in cooperation with the local community. The quake struck the Noto Peninsula, which projects north into the Sea of Japan from the country's mainland, generating a tsunami that was roughly four feet tall. Now, Taken together, the earthquake and tsunami devastated the area, causing fatalities and injuries, destroying structures. The first laywoman chancellor of a U.S. diocese has passed away. Mary Jo Tully, longtime chancellor for the Archdiocese of Portland, died Saturday in Austin at the age of 86. She was appointed in 1989 by then Archbishop William Leveda here in Portland. She served chancellor under both Bishop Leveda, Francis George, John Blasney, and Alexander Sample. She wrote columns for the Catholic Sentinel and deepened Catholic Jewish relationships across Western Oregon. And in addition to that, Pope Benedict XVI awarded Mary Jo Tully a Pro Ecclesia et Pontifus Medal, one of the highest honors a Pope can bestow upon members of the laity. University of Portland awarded Tully an honorary doctorate in 2000, and she's credited with making meaningful contributions to the creation of the official Catechism of the Catholic Church. Mary Jo Tully spent her retirement with family in Austin, and she'll be interred in Chicago next to her mother. Well, don't look down. But look up. That is the message from officials at PDX. They announced after five years of construction at Portland International Airport, the final piece, the reconstructed main terminal, will open in May. Gone is the dark and dingy Concourse A, once used for regional flights, and then its place is an extended Concourse B with airy ceilings and lots of seatings. And the Concourse E extension, that serves Southwest Airlines, United Airlines, and Air Canada, has already opened, and New Transportation Plaza and Rented Car Center are also open. Now, these projects are part of the $2 billion PDX Next Rebuilding and Airport Expansion, primarily funded by the airlines. The reconstructed main terminal includes a new 392,000 square foot wood roof. Oh, yeah. It's got pre-security shops and restaurants, which is always a nice thing, and nearly double the square footage of the old main terminal. Now, PDX next slogan is look up at that beautiful new roof, as they say, as opposed to down at that carpet that everybody loves to take pictures of their feet on as they head out on their journey. Now, the project works to build on what makes PDX one of the nation's best airports. Even under construction, PDX was making the top five list of 
airports in the country. They did a fantastic job managing that. I mean, I went in the airport maybe three or four times during this construction. Mm -hmm. still going on, of course, but uh, it's very efficient and, and, and well done. They've done a great job. Can't wait to see it. Been looking at those renderings for a while. Are those amazing? They are amazing. And you know that all that was really put together out along the Santiam River, out there in Mill City, Staten, in that area, those mills out there oh, is okay. where this wood came from. And uh, the, the the engineering going into that is just amazing. So it, look up. Definitely. Look up. Yeah. That's right. Hey, things are looking up for the University of Portland in sports. Vukasin Masik scored a game-high 23 points, and Bull Dingett recorded his first career double-double to lead Portland to a 65-60 win over Pacific last night in West Coast Conference basketball action down in Stockton, California. The win broke a six-game slide for the Pilots. Up next for Portland, doesn't get any easier. They're back in action Wednesday, taking on Gonzaga. Uh, up in the Bulldogs' uh, home dog pound, if you will, which will be at 5 o'clock on Wednesday. So they got time to get ready and savor that win just a little bit, but uh, having the Zags waiting for you, that's not a reward. Mm -hmm. On this day, and we've been talking throughout the show today, the church celebrates the Feast of Light, recalling that 40 days after the birth of the Lord, Mary and Joseph took the child to the temple in Jerusalem. So at this time, the presentation and purification, the holy man Simeon recognized the infant Messiah and taking the Christ child into his arm, proclaimed him to be the light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of Israel. Now, candles are blessed on this day to serve, to remind us of Christ, the true light, the faith, hope, and love that illuminate the Christian heart. And the Feast of the Presentation of the Lord was first celebrated in Jerusalem, they say sometime before the year 400, and was first known as the Feast of the Meeting. Back in 1997, Pope St. John Paul II declared that the Feast of the Presentation would be celebrated as World Day of Consecrated Life, on which the Church prays for vocations to the religious life, including religious priests, brothers, and sisters, and celebrates the contribution of women and men religious in the life of the Church. I mean, it is can you pack in more wonderful <laughs> no. things into a single day outside of Christmas and Easter? I think this might be one of the best days to celebrate I, in our Catholic faith. I was Catholic thinking faith. that same thing. But, I mean, everything going on today and then tomorrow, St. Blaise. St. Blaise. Yeah. Get the use of those new blessed candles to have a blessing of the throat. Awesome. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Ascension Catholic Church, our featured parish of the week, Every Tuesday, what's going on there is weekly confession. So if you're on your way back home and preparing for the upcoming Lenten season, go to confession from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Their next upcoming confession day is Tuesday, February 6th. For these and more events in our Catholic community, go to our website, moderndayradio.com, or find our community calendar on the Hail Mary Media app. And it is First Friday, First Saturday tomorrow, and a lot going on at the Grotto for both days. Holy Hour today, then tomorrow the St. Peregrine Mass. We're going to hear all about that with the Executive Director, Chris Blanchard. He joins us after we check that beautiful weekend weather forecast next at Mater Day Radio. 
Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Brother Cyril, a Benedictine monk at Mount Angel Abbey for the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MaturDayRadio.com. Located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood, the Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com. Matraday Radio proudly salutes all of our vibrant Catholic communities with our Parish of the Week. This week, we are excited to recognize our first recipient, Ascension Catholic Church, a center for life in Christ in Southeast Portland. Congratulations to Pastor Father David Jaspers, his staff, and the outstanding parishioners at Ascension Catholic Church. Your church community could be our next winner. Tell us why we should recognize your parish by sending an email to info at matradayradio.com. That's info at matradayradio.com to nominate your church as our parish of the week. Then listen Tuesday morning at 840 when our digital disciple Sarah Kinsey joins the morning blend to announce our winner. Your church could be our next parish of the week with a hearty tribute on the Hail Mary Media app and Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 812 here at Mater Day Radio, high of 56 and low of 37 today. It's already partly cloudy outside with a 30% chance of isolated showers, partly sunny all through the week. It might be a little cold, but the sun will be shining. Chance of rain returns next week with temperatures and snow levels also dropping along with that rain. Right now, 43 right down the road from the grotto at St. Rose of Lima Catholic School in Portland. And heading up north, it is 48 degrees at St. Rose Catholic Church up in Longview, Washington. And speaking of the grotto, we have got Chris Blanchard, the executive director of the National Sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother, joining us this morning. A lot going on at the grotto. It's first Friday, got a holy hour today, and then the St. Peregrine Mass tomorrow. And uh, Chris, I know you're dealing with some logistical challenges as well. So tell us about uh, getting the grotto back opened after the storm. 
Pat, as uh, you and I have talked, boy, we really took a uh, a hit from that storm. Mm-hmm. Uh, sadly, we lost to several of our uh, big hundred year old Douglas firs. The uh, the ice and the wind uh, just kind of pushed them over. Uh, lots of debris, uh, but you know it's uh, it was quite miraculous that although we did have one uh, public uh, uh, bathroom. Uh, hit by a tree, none of the sacred uh, art, none of the sacred statues, the chapels, none of that was touched. Amazing. Despite all the uh, falling trees and falling debris, yeah, it was quite uh, quite miraculous, I truly believe. So tell us, Chris, you're, you're open with the Chapel of Mary uh, for Mass each day, including for today and tomorrow and this Sunday. And then you've got the gift shop open as well. How are things set up logistically to move people through the grounds? Well, today we will finish uh, taking down two trees that were leaning into, you know, that had uprooted and were leaning into other trees. So, you know, as of uh, noon today... You can park in the main parking lot or in the uh, administrative parking lot and make your way straight down to the uh, Chapel of Mary for Mass uh, or to the grotto itself uh, to light a candle. So things should be opened up here uh, completely by noon and certainly this weekend full access to the to the lower level. So uh, we thank our uh, our workers for making all of that happen so quickly. Well, that St. Peregrine Mass is so powerful, Chris. Every first Saturday, you bring out the relic, and uh, just amazing things happen. Tell us a little bit about that and really how vital it's become to the community. Well, you know, it is it is our most popular Mass, and, you know, we, we hold it year-round, noon, on the first Saturday of every month. And, of course, Peregrine, the uh, patron saint of those suffering from cancer and other serious illnesses, uh, you know, not only is the relic there of uh, of the saint, but also you can come forward uh, after Mass and to get a blessing with the uh, St. Peregrine oil uh, by our priests. And uh, that's, it's so popular, Pat. And, you know, I, I want to stress, this isn't just for those who are sick. It's mm. those who are caring for the sick, family members who have been impacted by the by the illness. So, you know, Peregrine is there to intercede for all of us who are impacted by serious illnesses. We're speaking with Chris Blanchard. He's the executive director of The Grotto. And Chris, one of the cool things that you started back in 2023 was this Mass Lunch and Learn on Tuesdays out at The Grotto. Uh, I don't know about this speaker coming up this week. Uh, You might want to reconsider that choice. Well, of course, Pat. uh, We... we, we actually went with our first choice, and that's, uh, that's you. So uh, all of your listeners out there should be aware that, uh, again, first Tuesday of every month at the, at the sanctuary, we have food for thought, Mass, Lunch, and Learn. So you, you come to Mass at noon, you come down to our auditorium where we feed you lunch uh, that you get to select from a menu we'll send out once you uh, have signed up. Then we have, uh, as uh, as the uh, lunch progresses, we have a speaker, and this week it's going to be this coming Tuesday, one of our favorites, Pat Ryan <laughs> from Modern Day Radio, is uh, is going to talk to us about the ministry right there at the radio station. Very excited. We have uh, we have a few spots left, so I want your uh, listeners to get out there, sign up at thegrotto.org 
and just look for events. There's a drop-down menu, and you'll be able to find the link to sign up. So, Chris, I just want to give people maybe a little bit of a preview of what we'll be talking about, and that is the Grotto really played a very, very poor, uh, critical role in, in my discerning moving to Oregon and coming up here. And I'm going to talk about that and just how how important the grotto is to me and i know you're going through a lot with all these challenges that the weather presented to you so i've, I've got some ideas that i want to share with the group on how we can help you chris because um the grotto is a true wonderful resource a great way to honor our lady and uh we don't we want you to get through this storm uh in a big way and be even bigger and better because it's the centennial year for the grotto too it is the centennial patent and uh as you know, last month we did our uh, our blood drive, and, yeah. uh, which we do we do several a month, and we uh, it was a uh, hundred units for uh, for a hundred years. We fell just a little bit short, but uh, we still are. I think the the number one uh, place to give blood in Portland. Uh, Whoa! We, oh, we host we host <laughs> two or three of the blood drives a month, and uh, we collected seventy seven units over three days, which was uh, we're pretty happy with. This month, Pat, starting, uh, in fact, today, you can bring winter coats for men and women to the grotto. And those coats, as we collect them, we're trying to get 100 coats. In, in my perfect world, we get 100 women's coats, 100 men's coats. And the men's coats will be going to Blanchet House. The women's coats will be going to Rose Haven Woman's Shelter. Uh, and so we're excited to be helping out those two Wonderful, wonderful organizations, and we'll have a drive-up day for that on Ash Wednesday. So when you swing, when you come in for mass on Ash Wednesday, our staff will be outside collecting winter coats uh, for men and women who are in need here in uh, Portland. I love it, Chris, because you're celebrating the centennial of the Grotto, and most people are kind of like, "What can you do for us?" You're giving back. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's all about service, uh, and, uh, you know, the, the Servites who minister there, that's what they're all about. They're all about serving the community, and, you know, they're around the world, the Servites uh, do activities like this. They, you know, they care for the sick, they care for the poor. So, uh, the, the shrine is really not set up for doing this, but we've been so successful because there's so many people of faith who want to come out and help those in need throughout the community. So it's, again, it's very exciting for us to be able to participate and, again, support all of the nonprofits that we can here in, in town. And so I encourage everyone, new coats, lightly used coats, please stop by the grotto, drop off the coat, and, of course, participate in Mass, uh, you know, come into the Chapel of Mary and pray. We're just excited during the centennial year to be having so many people come. So tell us a little bit, Chris, about some of the other centennial activities that will be going on leading up to that 100th anniversary in September. Well, we're kind of, we're kind of uh, inviting the community to come and be with us. For example, Patrick, uh, Mother's Day weekend. Mother's Day weekend, moms, grandmothers, bring your mother to the grotto for Mother's Day, and we will be waiving any uh, fees for the elevator uh, to go upstairs to our beautiful upper gardens, which, by the way, uh, we've got people working almost around the clock to get that uh, picked up after this storm. Wow. Father's Day, don't, don't worry, dads and grandfathers, we're not leaving you out. In June, 
We're also going to be offering Father's Day free admission to the Upper Gardens. Uh, So, again, bring your dads, bring your grandfathers, and come out and help celebrate 100 years of the Grotto with us. That is fantastic, Chris. I can't believe you're going to be ready and open after all that damage in time for Mother's Day. Well, I think we're going to be ready this month, Patrick. Uh, we'll, we will open up the uh, upper gardens as soon as we feel it's safe for the public. Now, the the lawns took a little bit of a beating from the heavy bit of uh, heavy equipment that's been brought in there to help remove all these trees, and we have a little sidewalk damage here and there from where the trees uprooted and pulled up the sidewalk. But I'm telling you, here in February, we're going to be reopening the upper gardens, and we really want people to come out and enjoy the gardens. They're as beautiful in the winter as they are in the spring and summer. Oh, Chris, that is so inspiring. I'm I'm impressed. I should know, knowing you, Chris, that you would get this done. Most people be set back by this. You're you're charging through. So well, as you know, Patrick, I uh, I do very little there compared to the rest of the staff. Uh, I've just got a, a tremendous staff. You do. We've got tremendous community partners who help us out, and that's really what's making the difference in enabling us to be opened up so quickly. Well, we love it, Chris. Thank you so much. It's great to be a part of the Grotto, the National Sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother. That's the Executive Director, Chris Blanchard, joining us here on The Morning Blend. And again, they've got a holy hour going on later today for First Friday, tomorrow the St. Peregrine Mass, and Tuesday some joker's going to be speaking at lunch. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for having me on, Pat. Hey, thank you, Chris. Thegrotto.org is where you can get all the information. Come on out and join us Tuesday with Mater Dei radio. And it is 8:23 here at Mater Day Radio. So Tuesday a lunch and a learn. I love that I don't you know had... how much you learn. <laughs> but what a beautiful story that you're going to share about discerning and how just being on the grounds there at the grotto feeling the presence of our lady there helps us clear our minds so we can see our path more fully. Brenda, one of the most powerful spiritual experiences of my entire life. Yeah. Yeah. And so many of us have had that er there at the Grotto. So that is sure to be a wonderful event. And, you know, speaking of events, I know that Deborah has been working every day. I seem to open up that calendar and there are more and more and more (laughs) things added to it. So much that we can do starting today. And of course, there are the events at the Grotto this weekend, next weekend, so many events in Vancouver, area and here in Portland all going on. The one place you can go that's going to keep it all organized for you by date and by time. Not only, you know, you're going to have it in order is our community calendar. You're going to find it under the Get Involved menu, materdayradio.com. Of course, the easiest way to would be to download the Hail Mary Media app. Mm -hmm. You can access the calendar there and well, it's got an integrated map system through your smartphone. Cool. Going to get you right to where you need to be and on time. Of course, downloaded today. It is our community calendar on the Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. 
Are you an early riser or commuter who desires to attend daily mass but can't given your current work schedule? Holy Rosary Parish in Northeast Portland is now offering an extraordinary form of the Dominican Rite Monday through Saturday at 6 a.m. in addition to their 7 a.m. and noontime masses. It's quiet, peaceful, and approximately 30 minutes in length. The new extraordinary form of the Dominican Rite Mass Monday through Saturday at 6 a.m. For more information, go to holyrosarypdx.org. Support for Mantra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Tara Umara Children's Hospital Fund of Oregon. The TCHF has a 20-year history that is now focusing on the sustainability to support the long-term efforts of the mission in the Copper Canyon region of Mexico. Information is available on their website at tchforegon.org. What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand that together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree. But we are always faithful. Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. Right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Celebrating the Feast of the Presentation and First Friday, 826 on The Morning Blend with Brenda Pat and producer Eric. And just ahead, some sad news. Mary Jo Tully, longtime chancellor of the Archdiocese of Portland, has passed away. Details coming up in news. And a bipartisan gathering in Washington, D.C., gathers to pray for reconciliation and unity. I'll tell you about this uh, rare event coming up in news. Here is Unspoken and Just Give Me Jesus. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
Just give me Jesus. It is 830 right here at Mater Day Radio. Mary Jo Tolley, longtime chancellor for the Archdiocese of Portland, passed away Saturday in Austin, Texas at the age of 86. In 1989, then Archbishop William Levada named Tully as the first laywoman chancellor for a United States diocese. Before retiring in 2016, she served as chancellor under Portland Archbishops Levada, Francis George, John Blasney, and Alexander Sample. Tully also wrote columns on the scripture for the Catholic Sentinel and deepened Catholic-Jewish relationships across Western Oregon. In 2008, Pope Benedict XVI awarded her a Pro Ecclesia et Pontifus Medal, one of the highest honors a pontiff can bestow upon members of the laity, and the University of Portland awarded Tully an honorary doctorate in 2000. She's also credited with making a meaningful contribution to the creation of the official Catechism of the Catholic Church. Mary Jo Tully, who spent her retirement with family in Austin, is survived by her brother. She'll be interred in Chicago next to her mother. At the 2024 National Prayer Breakfast, the nation's top political leaders prayed for guidance, safety, reconciliation, and unity. The annual event organized by the National Prayer Breakfast Foundation is held to bring American political leadership together to pray for the nation, the president, and the world. The convocation now in its 72nd year was attended by President Joe Biden and high-ranking members of both major parties. Singing three numbers, Italian tenor Andrea Bocelli was the event's featured singer and offered comments to the attendees at the event being held for the first time in the U.S. Capitol Building Sanctuary Hall. The event was marked by several sets of prayer and scripture readings by bipartisan assembly of elected officials and chaplains. A pilot and two people on the ground died when a small plane crashed into a mobile home park in Clearwater, Florida overnight. Four homes were engulfed in fire, but firefighters quickly doused the flames, officials said. People in the three other homes that caught fire were evacuated from the residence and are doing well, according to the authorities. The Federal Aviation Administration confirmed that a single-engine Beechcraft Bonanza V-35 crashed after the pilot reported an engine failure. There were no other injuries reported from the crash. Officials said the aircraft went off radar about three miles north of the airport runway where the mobile home park is located. The FCC is currently investigating. 
The Oregon Supreme Court has ruled against a group of Republican state senators who challenged Measure 113 in court after Secretary of State LaVon Griffin-Valdi invoked the law to bar them from running for re-election this year. Measure 113 disqualifies state senators and representatives from holding office in the next term if they rack up more than 10 unexcused absences in a single legislative session. The constitutional amendment was intended to curb the problem of legislative walkouts in Salem, and Oregon voters overwhelmingly approved it in 2022. In a media release Thursday morning, the court announced that it had unanimously upheld Griffin Valdez's decision. And the court concluded that the exact wording of the measure was ambiguous enough to support both sides' interpretation of the meaning, but Griffin Valdez's judgment won out because of the intent of the voters. Now, the ruling has no immediate impact in terms of the lawmakers seated for the upcoming 2024 legislative session. However, it does mean that all 10 of those senators are disqualified for running for a new term either this year or in 2026, depending on when their current term ends. In sports, Jackson Shellstad led the Oregon Ducks to a 78-69 win over the Trojans of USC last night in Los Angeles. Shellstad scored 15 of his 20 points in the first half, making his first six shots in a row from the field. He led all five starters who scored in double figures for the Ducks. Across town, Oregon State's comeback fell a little bit short as the Beavers dropped a 71-63 decision to UCLA. Tomorrow afternoon, the two Oregon teams will switch places. Oregon State takes on USC while Oregon battles UCLA at Pauley Pavilion. This year, every Monday during Lent, the Dicastery for Promoting Integral Human Development will publish a vignette drawn by Ma Paul, also known as Mauro Pelota. This is illustrating a passage from the Pope's Lenten message. The artist is known to Romans and the world for his portraits of Pope Francis painted on the streets of the Eternal City. Now, by commissioning the artist to contribute, the aim was to break away from a classical presentation and invite Christians to broaden their horizons, explains Mario Fleury, the head of communications for the dicastery. The first poster shows Pope Francis pushing a cart with a bag in it labeled Faith, and that creates a path through a field of nails. And these nails, Ma Paul explains at a press conference, represents our old and new idols, all our prisons. And when we follow Pope Francis, he adds, who opens the way of strength of faith, they disappear and the road becomes passable for all. Now, the street artist began depicting Pope Francis in the streets, highlighting things that he had said or sought to promote. And Alatea posted a couple of his street art pieces. One shows Pope Francis playing a game of tic-tac-toe with a Swiss guard looking around the corner just in case they get in trouble. Always pick the corner. Is that it to yeah, start with? That's a strategy. Okay, I'll remember that. <laughs> It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, Catholic Schools Week wraps up this week, and the Chesterton Academy 
of Pierre Giorgio Frassati has an open house this Sunday at noon. The Chesterton Academy of Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati invites all prospective students' families to learn more about the school and how to apply for the upcoming 2024-2025 school year. Come meet the faculty and current students and parents and tour the new school building at St. Stephen Parish. For these and more events in our Catholic community, go online to moderndayradio.com or find the whole calendar on our free Hail Mary media app. Well, speaking of events, Bishop Schuster is coming down from Seattle to Vancouver for a big dinner tomorrow night for vocations. And we'll find out more about that when we check in with our good friend, Father Thomas Nathy. That's next after we check the beautiful weekend weather at Mater Dei Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. The Benedictine Brewery Tap Room is a place of hospitality and fellowship, a place where all who come are welcome and where the peace of nearby Mount Angel Abbey permeates. Come for the beer, return to share the spirit of the monks of Mount Angel who brew craft beer in the tradition of the Belgian monks of old using local waters and hops grown on Abbey land. Taste and believe. Learn more at benedictinebrewery.com. That's benedictinebrewery.com. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Westside Masonry Incorporated, providing residential masonry projects in brick, block, concrete, and cultured stone. For more information on fireplaces, patios, driveways, hardscapes, excavation, retaining walls, and fencing, call 503-805-7464. Westside Masonry Incorporated, CCB number 167779. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say, the Catholic Church would be okay if it weren't for all the rituals? Why do people complain about rituals in the church? They don't complain about the rituals that fill the rest of their daily lives. They shake hands, they sign their names, they put candles on birthday cakes, they give each other flowers, they put on fancy weddings and somber funerals. Those are all rituals. They are symbols. They are simple ways of representing complex ideas. G.K. Chesterton says, ritual is a need of the human soul. In fact, it's a need of the human body, like exercise. Destroy your impressive ceremony, and all you get in return is unimpressive ceremony. Want more than a minute? Visit our website, at Chesterton.org. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. 8.40 here at Mater Dei Radio, and sun is streaming in through the windows. High of 56 and low of 37 today, with only a 30% chance of isolated showers. 
Sunny skies after foggy mornings this weekend. All of this a reprieve from a very active January. The chance of rain returns with the work week on Monday morning. I've been tracking a couple of little tiny blue spots out there, but I think those are going to be closing up relatively soon today. Currently, it is 45 degrees at Seton Catholic High School up in Vancouver. I've got sunshine on my shoulder. It's 44 at St. John Fisher Catholic School in West Portland. The mission of the Sarah Club is to foster and affirm vocations to the priesthood and vowed religious life within the church. And the Columbia River Sarah is one of seven groups in the Archdiocese of Seattle made up of parishioners from Seattle's Southern Deanery. One of their big events is coming up on Saturday, and that is the 2024 Celebration of Vocations Annual Benefit Dinner. The proceeds from this dinner goes to support Quo Vadis Camp for Young Men and other events for women who are interested in learning more about their vocation. And joining me today with more information is their chaplain and the pastor at a Holy Redeemer Church in Vancouver and friend of Mater Day Radio, Father Thomas Nathy. Good morning, Father Nathy. Thanks for joining us this morning. Good morning, Brenda. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you for inviting me to come on. We are always so appreciative when we get a chance to talk. And this is a great event and thing to talk about, vocations. And of course, those of us who are in the Archdiocese of Seattle, we're beginning to really understand the need for vocations as we go through the partners in the gospel restructuring. But at this particular event, there will be seminarians and religious sisters sharing their vocation story, how God called them to to serve in a vocation. So why is exposure for young people to seminarians and sisters such an important part of the way they'll recognize in their own lives God's call? Well, well, that's a, a good question. I would say it's, it would be akin to uh, people being exposed to married people, and you just understand that, and you have some concept of it, etc., When it comes to priesthood and religious life, though, the vast majority of practicing Catholics, their only exposure is to one priest on Sunday when they happen to go to Mass. And he's dressed up, and it's going through liturgy and all of that, which is all very foreign to what they're experiencing, to what anyone is experiencing at home or in school or in the workplace, etc. And so getting a chance to be around priests and consecrated religious sisters, nuns, monks, etc., and hearing their story about how it is that they became one and maybe what life is like for them as one uh, is super important because it's, a, it's exposure that, they, that young people, and for that matter, adults, don't usually have exposure to. And so that exposure then leads to, you know, one's own thoughts about, well, you know, if God worked in their life that way, does how is God working in my own life? And certainly opening up the possibility of considering uh, a religious life, which, again, the world does not present that as an option. Uh, so the Church has to present that as an option. So this function, this vocations dinner on Saturday evening, February 3rd, <clears throat> does that. So we get as many people as will come. This is at St. Joseph Parish in Vancouver, Washington, just directly across the Columbia River from Portland. <clears throat> and we have uh, one of the auxiliary bishops will be there this year. We have three consecrated sisters from the Salesian Order will be there. One of them will give her vocation story. We'll have uh, some monks from Mount Angel there. We'll have some seminarians from Mount Angel there, uh, giving one of them giving his vocation story. 
hopefully the bishop will too give his, you know, how is it that he became a priest? Maybe what's, what's life like as a priest and then as a bishop kind of thing. So humanizing the whole thing uh, and making it um, relatable uh, to people. Uh, it typically draws hundreds of people. Um, it's a great sort of family event. Uh, children are free. 18 and under, you're free. Uh, so mom and dad, you you each have to pay for a ticket for yourself, but all the other kids get a free ride. So it's almost like, you know, you get to not have to worry about preparing dinner and the children get a fantastic opportunity to hear from people that you want them to hear from. And then it also functions as a fundraiser too. So we pass the hat at the end and then the money from that goes to uh, help pay for Ignite Your Torch, which is something that actually happens in the Portland Archdiocese in Portland and also to help fund uh, Quivadas Days and other vocational-related things. Uh, Father Nathan, you shared your vocation story at our parish, Holy Redeemer. You shared that you tried very hard to push back on your own vocation initially. Can you remember in your own life what it was that finally allowed you to accept God's call to finally apply to seminary yourself? I felt some kind of calling or some some sort of haunting, if you, is probably a better word, that the Lord was haunting me with this idea of the priesthood since I was a young child. And I always pushed back and didn't want that, etc. And it wasn't until I was 26. And when I was 26 years old, I went through a very powerful conversion experience. And in that conversion experience, I came to know the Lord Jesus Christ personally. And I realized who he is. He's God, that he wasn't created by the Father or the Holy he was the Word. He became flesh. Even though I grew up with all that stuff, it wasn't, I didn't understand it, and I didn't personalize it, etc. Anyway, in that personal encounter with Jesus Christ, the core of it was uh, understanding His love for me, or getting some sense of His love for me. And I knew what love was. I'd been in love in my own life. I understood what it was that I was experiencing. And I understood that this is coming from an infinitely good God, where you know, unlike loving another human being, my love for them and their love for me is not going to be perfect. It's going to be finite, limited. But my love for God, and especially God's love for me, is literally infinite. And I and I just, in a very short period of time, as a consequence of that conversion experience, was able to see how a person could actually sacrifice so much to give up marriage children, a family, to be obedient to another, in this case, my bishop, to live a life of, of simplicity, um, and then a life of prayer. And and then the other is to, you know, the struggles that anyone would have of being different from everyone else. You know, I'm going to go do this thing and be different from literally everyone else. And not only that, but then be a religious leader, a religious role model, an example, and who wants to be set out like that? I mean, that's that's just like, holy cow. Mm-hmm. So why would anyone do that? That was my, you know, just common sense kind of thinking until that personal encounter happened. And then I realized, oh, this is the pearl of great price. This, yes. is, this is the treasure buried in the field. This is eternal life. And I mean, if you if you love your spouse and you lay down your life for your spouse, if you love your children, you'd, you'd move heaven and earth. To, to save them and to help them, etc. The same dynamic. If one could fall in love with Jesus 
as much or even more than one would fall in love with another human being, then it's amazing what you're willing to do for him. Uh, you're willing, in the end, to give away this life, to inherit eternal life, not only for you, but for so many others who are dependent upon you. Absolutely. And Father Nathan, as a parent myself, you know, the good deacon and I, we recognize that while our children may not have a call to the priesthood or religious life, it was our responsibility as parents to make sure that at least they recognize that it was an option for their lives, that they should be open to that. And this is such a wonderful opportunity for families to bring their kids. They might be reluctant going, no, I don't want to. Well, they don't know for sure until they've heard these wonderful stories. And that is what they'll be able to listen to coming up on Saturday. It is going to be a wonderful event. Father Nathy, thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you at uh, St. Joe's on Saturday evening. All right. All right. Thank you, Brenda. Love sharing. And may Almighty God bless everyone who's listening today. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Jesus loves all of you to death. And again, that is Father Nathan. He's the chaplain of Sarah Club in the Columbia River area and also pastor at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church. Now, the dinner is coming up tomorrow evening. You can find out information on our community calendar. There you will find the event and you can call and put tickets on hold and pick them up when you arrive. Be sure to go to our community calendar for all the information at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. 851 at Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And you know, every single day we gather at noon to pray. Yes. We always have a prayer for vocations. We always do. Always offer that up. You know, it's one of those intentions to share every single day. And we want to pray for you too. In addition to praying for vocations, we'll pray for your intention. Share that with us. It's very simple to do it. We've got our prayer warriors standing by to hear from you. And all you have to do is go online, materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app, just look for that little pray button, click on that, send us your attention, and we'll start praying for you right here at Mater Dei Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist online at BiancoDentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. This is Father Peter Julia, the Vocations Director for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. Please join Modern Day Radio and the Archdiocese of Portland Office of Vocations as we unite in prayer with all young men and women to know their vocation. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, you have created me to know, love, and serve you. I know there are many ways in life to fulfill this calling, but of them all there is one way, especially for me, by which I will become a saint. Help me to desire what you desire for me, and I pray that you send the Holy Spirit into my mind, heart, and soul, so that I will have the courage to follow you in all things. Mary, my mother, help me to say yes to God's will as you did. Jesus, my Lord and Savior, help me to love as you love. If it is your will that I am called to serve you as a priest or consecrated person, give me the grace and strength to follow you with joy to the end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hello, this is Emily Jaminette with A Mother's Moment. 
One of our greatest roles as a mother is to intercede on behalf of our children in all aspects of their life. We are their voice before they can speak, and oftentimes a voice of reason when they are lacking good judgment when they grow up. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 15, verse 22 through 28, tells us about a Canaanite woman who desperately needs our Lord. She addresses him by saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely possessed by a demon. The story goes on to share with us how Christ not only praised this woman for her faith, but closes the passage with these powerful words. O woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. This story is all about mercy. This mother knew that she needed a healing. She went on behalf of her child to the Lord and begged for a healing. This courageous woman broke through social barriers by humbly addressing our Lord and begging Him for the miracle on behalf of her daughter. How many of our children are plagued with demons and need our prayers? Do not lose hope, but rather be like this mother. Her prayer is powerful. Have mercy on me, O Lord. So let us pray, dear Jesus, please help us to be people of mercy and to have hope. Amen. May we be a light in this world by interceding on behalf of our children. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Jeff Kane at North Point Bank in Vancouver. North Point Bank brings value to customers through client-focused home loan programs, including new construction, renovation options, financing for rental properties, and more. Learn more at northpoint.com. That's northpointpointe.com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hello, I'm Kevin Doran. And I'm Carla Wehrman, co-host of Sunday Commentary. Join us every weekend on Mater Day Radio, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8, as we break down the scripture readings so you can better prepare to enter into the beauty and mystery of the Holy Mass. It's fun, fast, and faith-filled. Let us share our love of the good news with you, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8 on Mater Day Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun. Two times the fun. On Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 855 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Lots of sunshine on that bridge. Last check of weather, maybe a slight shower or two, but that's going to burn off throughout the day. Sunny with a high up to 55. Tonight getting cool, low down to 37. And then tomorrow, another sunny day, high 52. We'll take it. Right now, it's 44 here in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, here is Crowder. Good God Almighty. Yeah. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. I can't count the times I've called your name some broken night. And you showed up and patched me up like you do every time.
between your faith and everyday life that is Crowder good gosh almighty it's 859 what a Friday song odd is one of my favorite Friday songs that is fantastic and what a handsome fella <laughs> oh in the eyes of his mama he certainly is aren't we all I could say that he's from my hometown is so that I've, it? I've been following him a long time great great job that David does well what a fantastic week we're yeah. all wrapped up for the week so wonderful wonderful and thank you Feast so of the much presentation today that's yeah. right lots of celebrations to be had and are you thinking about going on a vacation well, join the good deacon and I in Italy. We're going to be talking about pilgrimage tonight.